Hello and welcome to Grow Up Summer School, an APG Canada podcast where we give strategic thinkers and creative tinkerers opportunities to grow. I'm your host, Michelle Lee, and this week on the show, we are continuing with our strategy toolkit. Every day this week, we'll be dropping one new episode each day to give you even more opportunities to grow on everything from how to collaborate to how to ask more beautiful questions to today, how to elevate brand building. Today, we're catching up with Viviana Lapsheria, Senior PR and Communication Manager who works at a geospatial platform company called UP42. Viviana is based in Berlin, but 10 years ago, she lived in Toronto, where she volunteered at the APG. Over the years, she has worked with drone companies, robotics engineers, and now a geospatial platform technology. And during this time, she has learned a thing or two about brand building. We're fortunate to have Viviana here today to share her experience. Just before we dive in, we'd like to give a special shout out to the team at Mint for sponsoring this week's episodes. As one of Canada's leading strategy departments and supporters of strategic planning, they've shown a keen interest in continuing to help us foster and strengthen Canada's strategic talent. And for that, we thank you. Now let's dive into the show. Thank you, Michelle, for inviting me. I'm really excited to be part of this project. Uh, yes, as you mentioned, I'm senior PR and communication at App42, a geospatial uh, technology company. And uh, I'm uh, actually, I moved to Berlin um, two months ago, so I'm still unpacking my, uh, uh, my stuff. Uh, but I'm originally Italian, have lived in Toronto for about 10 years and decided to move back to Europe um, six years ago. Um, my uh, background is mostly in humanities. I studied foreign languages and literature, and uh, I had a strong passion for science fiction. That's also one of the reasons why I decided to move to Canada, among many other reasons. And, uh, uh, but I also was passionate about communication and brand. And uh, uh, like many other Italians, we, uh, we studied McLuhan really intensively at school. So it was uh, really eye-opening for me to, uh, to, to also become a student of uh, the uh, ICA, Institute of Communication Agency Canada. And that's when I, uh, uh, when I got my certification in brand and advertising. And um, shortly after, I decided to move back to Europe. And uh, after having had many experiences in the tech sphere uh, with startups, but also in the culture, with cultural organizations in Toronto, I landed in the drone industry in, uh, in Frankfurt. And slowly, I, uh, uh, I would say I paid my way through uh, uh, the remote sensing uh, industry, uh, first with drones and uh, now with satellites. So here I am. Um, leading the communication at Absolute. Uh, Amazing, great, thank you. Thanks. Uh, that's that's a really interesting background. Um, so I know you're here to talk to us today about how to elevate brand building. Um, and again, given given your background and some of the categories and industries that you've worked in, um, I think it'll be a really unique perspective. So what what's kind of your your first tip on on how to elevate brand building, and and how did you come to this topic? I mean, why why is it important? Yes. Well, first of all, I work with companies that have uh, this bird's eye view on the planet. And that's when I started to think uh, when you really get a new perspective is when you start seeing at, uh, at things, at companies and brand in general uh, from above. Uh, you start to uh, elevate the notion of branding, of brand outside of uh, the marketing department. And that's actually my first insight. Uh, I've learned that brand is not branding. This is something that uh, we often got, get, get stuck with uh, in the marketing department. And um, especially in my experience working with startups, uh, brand is something that 
has always been associated with logo, design, identity. But um, slowly I started to have more experience about uh, reputation, what it means uh, to think of brand beyond the product, beyond the technology itself. And, uh, and, and, and usually this is the sort of awakening that happens at the two year growth of our company. Um, because brand has always been conceived as part of our project in the marketing department, uh, and not really aligned with the business direction of the company itself, it's really difficult to be embraced as a, uh, as a, um, as, as something valuable uh, at a company level, at a leadership level. So it's very important to me that uh, this uh, liberation, I would say, from the marketing department happens also with the consensus and the support of the entire organizations. Um, my first experience with brand is actually not in the tech sphere, but in the cultural sector. And I have two key experiences that I had a chance to, uh, uh, to, to, to learn from uh, when I was in Toronto. The first one is with Heritage Toronto, which is a, a, um, a semi-public um, organization uh, that promotes uh, uh, the uh, uh, cultural activities uh, to, uh, to tell the story of the city. Uh, I was part of a board member. I was part of the uh, the, the board at that time, uh, but I was also a volunteer in the marketing department. And I was really um, at a stage where the company was transitioning, was rebranding, was thinking uh, of uh, its image, but also in alignment with how the the feelings uh, of Torontonians uh, were changing about uh, the, 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 the history of the city. What does it mean to be a Torontonian? What does it mean to have a heritage of uh, a different uh, ethnicity? So uh, this rebranding was really illuminating for me. It, uh, it gave me um, an understanding that the company was looking at other thing out, things outside of, uh, you know, let's get a new design. It was really thinking about how the company was perceived, how the notion of tourism had changed uh, with new immigrants coming to, the, to, to, to Canada with uh, um, established uh, people or uh, um, new generations growing up in the city. All of this mix brought to a rebranding of the company that was more focused on people and how history was uh, uh, perceived by people uh, uh, today and in the past. So this this kind of reflected in the way was kind of reflected in the way Heritage Toronto rebranded itself. And the second project I had a chance uh, to work with was with Global Knowledge Canada. At that time, I was a consultant, and interestingly enough, um, this uh, uh, educational uh, uh, provider uh, was, um, of course, they, they had a variety of uh, services um, in online, offline, uh, with big, uh, big rooms uh, downtown Toronto. But uh, it was very interesting that uh, a lot of uh, services similar to what uh, um, Global Knowledge Canada was offering at the time were actually being acquired by uh, Lynda.com. So I had to explain how whatever was happening in the industry was going to have an impact on the brand, on the reputation, on the prestige that the brand had, uh, the company had built uh, throughout many years and how this could be affected or could be threatened by the emerging of 
new e-learning apps that were making uh, education and uh, um, uh, services uh, to, to, to anybody. Um, again, these two experiences were really uh, eye-opening for me as to, you know, this is more than marketing. This is not about giving a name, changing the slogan. This is more about how capturing the, the, the change in perception in, in the people and bringing back to, uh, to the, in, into the, uh, the business strategy uh, at a C, uh, C level. Um, I also had a chance to experience a different type of perception of what branding is in the Middle East with a short venture in 2020, actually before the, uh, uh, the pandemic uh, started. Um, I was able to consult for businesses in Egypt, uh, in Dubai, and uh, unfortunately, there was still this sense that brand is a logo. The approach to advertising is still a bit outdated. But uh, this comes from the company. What I noticed, though, that uh, is that consumers and people were actually ready to talk about brand values. They were ready to, to talk about purpose. Um, so the, the, there had been a shift that the companies and, uh, were not capturing or were not able to capture at that time. And that started to, to, to really uh, ingrained the, the uh, cement in, in myself, the idea that brand is more than marketing, is more than branding, is not a logo, is not a design. And this is actually what I'm trying to do uh, today at App42. I mentioned briefly that it's a geospatial company. That means that we work with uh, or we offer satellite imagery or aerial imagery uh, to uh, to solve big problems like climate change and uh, basically looking at the earth from above and trying to see how we can better solve these challenges. I think that elevating this notion of brand outside of the marketing department is one of the first steps that we need to take to make this happen. Great. And, and so I imagine that it's a bit of a challenge to convince other stakeholders in the organization of the importance of, of marketing and how it, it or the importance of brand, I guess, and how it actually does uh, need to pr proliferate outside just the marketing department. Um, ha have you found that to be a, a bit of a challenge or? Yes, of course, it's a challenge and it requires a lot of education and workshops. Um, I think design is a great vehicle to, to let people understand what stands behind uh, a company uh, or sometimes even in building the brand strategy. It's very difficult for someone who's not familiar with brand strategy at all uh, to visualize how this is going to be implemented in the website, let's say, or how is this is going to translate. So it's also important to keep this tangible, more tangible component when bringing examples. And this is one of the challenges uh, uh, and opportunity that I had also at App42. Uh, I was really, we were talking about brand values as part of the strategy and uh, it was very difficult uh, to understand, okay, but how we're going to communicate this? Well, first of all, let's have a section on the website that talks about what we believe in. And, uh, and this is entailed with something that uh, has uh, more to do with HR and with culture than it has with marketing. So when you start building these tangible examples and you also start uh, um, bringing proof that uh, there, there is some value in, uh, in talking in, about brand values outside, uh, besides company values, 
that's when when you when you really start to uh, to get people's attention and to let them understand oh okay i know what that means of course you need to have that output in mind but uh it's important for us as marketer to think that this is not the outcome this is just a vehicle for other people to understand how it works Okay. So, so your first tip on how to elevate brand building, um, it, you know, recognize that brand, uh, is not just branding and, and as you cancel, kind of find a way to liberate brand, uh, from marketing. What else, um, what else would you recommend? Well, as a second step, which I think it's actually progressive. Once you've liberated, let's say the brand from the marketing department, uh, you need to start thinking that brand is something that's believed outside and inside the organization. And that aligns with culture. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm currently working at the intersection of brand and HR with employer branding strategies at Act 42. Uh, we basically want more people to believe in the brand purpose that we set for ourselves. Uh, and I, I think that purpose is what translates brand outside and culture is the translation of brand inside. Once these two things combine uh, and uh, and actually align, you have uh, more people willing to work at the company and the same perception that you have outside is reflected inside. It would be really weird, I would say, to have a great reputation, but then uh, employees are complaining about uh, the culture not being uh, what we, uh, what we, what we tell, uh, other people outside of the company at the end of the day, companies are made of people. Uh, and I believe and not me, but there are <laughs> countless reports of, uh, around purpose, around people joining the company, not just because of the great product they have, but most because mostly because of the values and beliefs. Um, I'm of the, uh, mind that uh, culture is not something that comes from above, but it's fluctu- it fluctuates and it's, it's built by the people who come and join the company. And people don't join companies, they, they join brand, they join whatever we, th- we say outside that we believe in. Uh, we've seen this with a very, um, I, I want to touch upon uh, uh, the great resignation. This is something that we've, we're seeing today. We're seeing with the massive layoffs that happens, especially in the, in the Bay Area, uh, but across Europe, we've seen this. Uh, we've seen it with the pandemic, a lot of people rethinking their priorities in life and wanting to join companies that, uh, that offer them a better work-life balance, uh, that offer them uh, a, a meaningful work job. Uh, you know, if we are in this precarious state where our lives uh, are, are on the line and, uh, and, and our health is on the line, you, you, you start thinking as a human to, uh, that there are other things, you know, besides salaries and besides uh, great products or services. Uh, we live in the area, in the era of uh, the, 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 the cancel era. So everything, we, that we're ready to cancel that everything that doesn't serve the purpose or that, doesn't, that disappoints us, we're ready to cancel it and to just get rid of. We've seen it with Facebook, we've seen it with with Uber. Uh, so this, this kind of movement that's being captured by many reports is not something that, you know, stands on its own. This is a cry for uh, attention and a cry for people to, for companies to be more uh, purpose-driven. And brand purpose doesn't, you, you know, it, it starts with the brand strategy. It's actually a step of the brand strategy. You have brand purpose and there are companies right now that are actually 
ditching their mission and vision to to lead with purpose. Um, one of the things that I've done at Up42, uh, it was, again, uh, a challenge that we, we faced and we overcome uh, uh, quite healthy, I would say, is that we have brand values, but at the same time, we had company values that, of course, after two, three years of growth at the company have changed and um, the company is more mature. Um, how do we merge or how do we try to align what we believe are cultural values or company values with what the brand values are and how they are perceived outside? So it's important that we align those, those values and uh, we share them collectively. We're trying to harmonize them. And this is, uh, again, what I'm trying to do at App42 with the support of other teams as well. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Um even just the, the terminology with, with marketing, uh, you know, company values versus, versus brand values, I can, I can see people potentially even kind of confusing the two. Um, so for you, I guess the brand values overlap with culture more or slightly more external facing. Is that how you would differentiate those or? Well, um, it's it's probably it's probable that you you may have fun as value you may have you may be a company that values fun as part of the culture that values fun as uh, something that brings uh, uh, joy to 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 its employees and to its stakeholders. Um, how do you translate that with potential customers or potential uh, um, potential uh, partners? Uh, maybe this is, is is a slight nuance in language. Maybe you wouldn't use fun. Maybe you would use something else. But uh, definitely, there is this sense of um, creating a harmonized environment or a comfortable environment where you can share your opinion, where you can be part of uh, just a nice environment, a joyful environment. Um, so, of course, brand fun is not something that we could communicate at a uh, at a brand level unless. You know, uh, we are uh, in in the fun business, in the entertainment business. But how do you do you translate that in the geospatial business? How do you translate something that is believed by its uh, uh, or that's shared at a company level as cultural uh, part of culture? How do you translate that externally for people who don't work at App Forty Two? This is where we're trying to align and make sure that. We don't separate. Of course, there will be things and behavior rather than value that we welcome and we support and we cheer for. But um, there is a need to align on the language when it comes to what we believe uh, the company stands for or we believe uh, are the values that drive our behavior and what we want other stakeholders, customers uh, board of directors, uh, partners, uh, to believe that, uh, that they get when they associate themselves with us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I imagine it must be really interesting to, um, overlap like a tech company with culture. I mean, in some ways it's really obvious, but then when you start talking about some of the industries that you've worked in, um, drones and, and now, you know, geospatial platforms, um, I imagine in the same way, getting non-marketing people to understand the importance of brand. And, you know, you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but again, the importance and the notion of culture, um, it must be, uh, you know, a bit, a bit of a challenge as well. 
It is a challenge, uh, but culture is something that we share without really labeling. Uh, when we say, and, and actually it's, it's not really difficult to explain this. Uh, and whenever you start talking about purpose, this is where brand and culture kind of meet. And, uh, you know, sometimes I find myself interviewing other coworkers to build their stories, to, to bring it to the public. And there is not once that I've met uh, someone that said, oh, I don't like the company or I don't like the culture. Or actually, most of them or all of them have said, you know, I joined because of the purpose. I joined because of um, it looks like a really cool company to work with. You're doing something really innovative. Um, you and and the immediate translation of that is that um, you know you 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 are free to be who, whoever you want to be at a company. You have tolerance. You have diversity. Diversity is actually a topic that is really uh, close to my heart and. Uh, we're trying to, uh, uh, to embrace, uh, at a company level, uh, supported also with actions. Um, you know, when you start talking about gender, um, visibility, uh, in, in, in a male driven, uh, industry, uh, which is the, uh, uh, the geospatial, uh, industry it's, that's when you, when you bring these kind of examples, then you understand that people are ready to talk about them and they know what I'm, what we are talking about as marketers. They just didn't know how to name them. When you explain that this is actually part of the same narrative, whether you call it brand purpose or something that you believe as cultural values, then you start to understand that those are just names. As long as you start to build uh, the connection and, and, and helping them connect the dots that's when they they start to having to have their aha moment and really get what is it that we're trying to do yeah okay that makes sense um okay so what what is um do you have any other tips on how do we elevate uh, brand building uh yes well i would say the last uh um the last step uh after liberating marketing and aligning it with culture is that uh you know we, we should also elevate brand at an organizational level. Uh, sometimes there is this distinction of brand is a brand, a company is a company, you have company description, brand description. Well, in the end, um, I, I, I couldn't imagine an organization that is not a brand. An organization, a company is a brand first. And that means you have a reputation before having a good product or before having a company description and all the... Uh, different lingo that you bring uh, in uh, as a marketer to the table. Uh, and because we live in the era of transparency, reputation is always on the line. You are uh, uh, always under the scrutiny of, uh, of uh, investors, of uh, um, potential uh, uh, new joiners. Um, and so again, this is the time where companies are ditching the mission and vision. I said this, and they're mostly leading with purpose. I found myself uh, seeing this in a very tangible way when I was working at a drone company. Uh, um, and of course, uh, the, the, the product was amazing. The drones were amazing, uh, but there was a lot of misconception around the technology, uh, especially in the uh, policymaking uh, uh, sphere. Uh, there was a lot of um, um, skepticism about the safety of this technology. So 
I, I, I had a great, not just me, but the entire marketing department had a great, uh, and a hard time, uh, trying to convey that we're actually a company making a great product, but we are doing things in a safe way. Uh, we are, uh, pushing this technology to help, uh, businesses, uh, to help humanitarians, to help, uh, other people that are relying on this technology to monitor things that are actually useful for society and the environment. Uh, so that's when the reputation starts to become more important than any product description you may possibly have, any company description you may possibly have. Uh, this particular company, DJI, there was also cultural stigma. It was a Chinese company. So you have a lot of other things you needed to overcome. Uh, this is a specific example, example, but it can also happen in other, in other, uh, uh, with other companies, with other names, um, you don't, you, you know, companies don't just uh, work in a vacuum. Uh, they, they, their reputation, their name comes before uh, they, whatever we put on the website. And this is why it's important to think of a, of a company as a brand first. Uh, again, Facebook, uh, Uber has, have been companies whose reputation has uh, affected tremendously also uh, the usage of the of the app itself, uh, and, and th- those companies that are walking there, uh, th- they're, they're not speaking up when it comes to uh, to to uh, uh, to gender, to harassment, or uh, even about the war in Ukraine. You know, they're experiencing backlash, uh, and you may argue that it's a temporary, and people will start to using those apps again, and they'll start to uh, order their Uber taxi again, but. There is still a lot of uh, 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 consumers that are keeping track of what companies are doing and they're monitoring what they're doing. So again, um, we, we need to start thinking more as uh, at a strategic level and align the brand notion uh, as part of the business strategy and not just something uh, you know that the, the brand designer or uh, the PR. Uh, um, person is doing in the marketing department. I I would think that authenticity and credibility would weave strongly into this as well, right? Because I I feel like, uh, you know, everyone's talking about purpose, lots of brands are doing it and understand the importance of it, but it's really easy to get it wrong as well um, and be called out for, you know, leaning into something that maybe doesn't actually feel true to the company or the brand, or, you know, you know, I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, not, not kind of walking the talk. Yeah, it, it, and you know, we are we as people and consumer are more intelligent and more alert than uh, you know most companies may think we are. Uh, so it, it's it's very easy to to think, uh, okay, I'm gonna just change my logo on LinkedIn for uh, the diversity for the Pride Week, and, and then you know go back to normal. But where are the actions? And this is this is something that needs to be. Uh, to be to be considered whenever we start to uh, to 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 work on a brand strategy, the brand strategy is good to have as a document that drives uh, this the strategy for communication, for campaigns, for uh, how the reputation reputational management. But it needs to be followed up by actions. And people are alert; they they understand and they recognize those companies that are following through with what they say and those who are not. Yes. 
Great. Well, I, I feel like you've given us um, some really good um, fodder to think about as we are trying to elevate uh, brands and brand building. Um, you know, obviously taking it beyond the marketing department, ensuring that it aligns with culture um, and ensuring that it really is the North Star uh, of the company and drives everything uh, forward or everything is shaped around that. Um, anything Anything else you, you wanted to add? Um, maybe... I would just say that this, again, is a byproduct of my personal experience. Um, as you mentioned before, I, 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 uh, I joined the, uh, the space industry through a very unconventional path, uh, started with something completely different. Uh, but this, this elevation in my career where I'm, I'm starting with books and now I'm in, in the space industry uh, has given me this this bird's eye view, this higher perspective on things. So, and, and this is actually the tools that we're using in the industry with herbs observation to solve these, these challenges. If we put ourselves in, uh, in, in my same shoes and we start taking a look at, uh, at the company from a bird's eye view, from this higher perspective, and we elevate the notion of brand, uh, we can also actually solve challenges within the company that we may not be aware of if we just get stuck in our four walls uh, in, in the marketing department. That's the takeaway from, from my experience. And, uh, and I hope it helps um, people working not just in the tech sphere, but in any, in any other industry, whether you are uh, on the client side, whether you are in an agency, agency, uh, agency side, I think it's important to to keep in mind to not be restricted by a role and not be restricted by your department, but actually taking a a, um, a 360 approach to things uh, to really understand uh, what goes wrong, what could be improved and how brand is actually a tool to improve a lot of things in a company. Yeah, I really like this um, as a, a bit of a label, like bird's eye view of branding. Um, I do think that we as marketers, it, it's so easy to um, get very narrow in your perspective and in what you're doing and in the impact that you are making or could make. Um, and, and obviously, there's much broader or could be much broader implications and opportunities to uh, work more closely with uh, other departments or other, um, I don't know, forces or factors, as you say, cultural, um, et cetera. Um, so really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. And, and thank you for sharing uh, your perspective. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for the opportunity. No worries. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Grow Up. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share this episode and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts.